Welcome to all our listeners. Welcome to It's a Mom's Life here on Active FM. It's Wednesday. You are halfway through the week, so go forth and conquer. We hope you can catch a breather, lessen the stress, have a little bit of a laugh or a confirmation moment that you, my fellow moms, are not alone in this big world of moms and the mothering moments. So Tandor, last week was a little bit of a serious topic, right? Yes, it was serious and also very much heartbreaking to see how many children are being raised by single moms. And I just want to salute all the single moms. Girl, I salute you. Keep doing an amazing job. It's important to understand God's plan for you and for your baby. And that plan is good. And also God is your healer and your restorer. So we love single moms. We love all moms. And most of all, God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth is fond of you. And again, I'll keep saying you are doing an amazing job. That's it. We are going to have a light-hearted conversation today. Maybe a little bit of a laugh, but we want to start off on a good note, right? Today we're going to talk about moms versus dads when it comes to parenting moments and situations. So what mom does and what dad does. And this is not the, the time for moms to play this back to the dads. It's for us to look back at it and have a bit of a laugh because sometimes... We take those times too seriously, right? So let's have a laugh today. It's funny to watch um, Patrick. If you don't know who Patrick is, Patrick is my husband, the most handsome man in the whole wide world. (laughs) So when it comes to the kids, we have different reactions. And I think the mom's side is always like overboard, extravagant, loud and colorful. And if I can start with this one, changing a diaper. Hmm. <laughs> it's not a big deal for a mom. We do it like, you know, we're painting our nails. It's easy. It's simple. Yes. You want to, you're done. And the first time Patrick changed a poo nappy, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen such exaggeration and disgust and trauma. He was trying, you know, when you're trying to lift your T-shirt up <gasps> to cover your nose okay, and on. he was freaking, oh man, where does this come from? Oh my goodness, what are you feeding this child? But he was, he was, I was like, what is wrong? You know, for a mom, even when your child has <laughs> given you a really bad one, you don't go, oh, that, you go, oh, my baby, you really gave mommy oh, a nasty one, hey? <laughs> but there's still a smile, there's still yeah. a love. You're still playing with the child. You're not going, oh, and you're closing your nose and you're trying to, if there was a mask at that time, I guess, put a mask on <laughs> when changing a diaper. That just dads are very interesting. So when I watched him do that for the first time, I had a good laugh. Because I thought, I, I don't know what you're doing because this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> so now when you watch the two reactions between, you know, him changing a diaper and me changing a diaper. I mean, as a mom, there's a smile. There's even a song at times. And you're nice to the baby. You never say, no, what is this? <laughs> 
Well, yeah. Where does it come from? Is, does it come from hell? Is this a possession? No. <laughs> but it's, it's really, really funny to actually watch dads um, change diapers for the first time. Well, my experience was very funny with Patrick. So I'm not quite sure about Ryan because I think like he was like all into it. He's like, no, look, baby can do this, you know, kudos. But I think now when, when toddler has a bit of an accident, then there's a problem. Like, like with me, it's like put on those gloves and it's mission possible. Let's just get this done. Denise, you still put on gloves? <laughs> I clap hands for you. Listen, sometimes it's a plastic bag because it just can't. But Ryan, but Ryan's like, love, love. Ryan's my husband, love. Uh, I think Caleb just like made a mess and then I have to clean it. Okay, there's been times where he's done it. But like, you know, it's more like you can do it. Okay, we're going to get into You Say. And this is a cover that someone did for Laura Daigle. just want to know the things you think of me and you i find my worth and my identity but i keep hearing voices in my head telling me no one even cares if i am leaving no i'm dead how did i get here drowning in my own tears seven years of pain and doubt took over the frontiers of my mind got me wondering if i belong here yeah they say this life's a journey but i ain't gotta drive here and I feel broken for real I can't help but always think What are they thinking of me? Am I cool enough? Would they be approving of me? What are they laughing at? Are they telling jokes about me? My head's a madhouse I need you to remind me who I am You say I'm royalty Well I need to step inside your plans Paint me a better picture Point me a better summon So I can fully understand And say the words that I believe I'm waiting. 
FM radio has never been better. Let's hit the road, moms. Moms versus dads in situations. This will be a combo of our own, like Tundlehead earlier and myself. And some other social media moms and little memes and stuff that, you know, we're just going to throw in there for fun. So here's my first one. Me as a mom, I'm like, kids need to sleep in their beds, man, because I need my space. Like, literally need my space. My legs are everywhere. Um, but my little one thinks I don't need my space. So for the last couple of nights, I've slept really well. So when I hear the kids crying, it's like a miracle because like I'm, I'm, in, I'm sleeping and that's it. So Ryan, um, when I don't hear, he has to go get up and like go to the kids. Um, but he goes and lays with them for a bit and or I, I would go and lay there for a bit and then like, you know, after they've fallen asleep, go back if I even hear them. And that's fine, but Ryan is completely opposite. So he goes and lays and if he does not, if the child, if like Caleb, Let's just use names because it's my kids. If Caleb doesn't subside, well, to our room, he goes. And the poor boy sleeps by my feet. So, hello, leg space, feet, child's head, like shame. You know, then I don't, then I have to like consciously like remind myself whilst I'm sleeping, don't hit the kid in the face because (laughs) 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 you might get, yes, locked up for that. So, so that is one, you know, dad's tactic, bring the kid to sleep there, it's fine. Mom's tactic, you better sleep there because in your own room because it's just not going to work in mine. Tando? Right, when my babies were small, they slept on their own beds. That was amazing because there was no fight. Yes. There was, you know, even if they cry, after feed time, put them back on their bed and they, you know, they sleep. But as soon as they started like moving around and they were able to move, that was bye bye, <laughs> because wow. we 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 lived in one room at that time, so yeah. literally the kids' bed were around our beds. Yeah. And if they were awake or whatever the case might be, you'd just feel like you know like stumping on the bed, oh, and you know right. someone is climbing or someone is coming on. Or sometimes if I can't move because they don't even like tuck themselves in, they just lay wherever yes. they find. It's either on the on your feet. <laughs> feet or on the side or on top of you, you when you feel like you can't move you're like okay someone is here <laughs> and you open your eyes there's a child and you move them nicely to their bed but it doesn't take long again you just feel that like that right. stomping sound and then they they back yes <laughs> so it was very hard to avoid when we were still living in one room but now it's much much better even though they still do now you feel like little feet walking into your room like yes what do you want Hey, mommy, I'm scared, or mommy, I'm this, mommy, I'm that, or I'm seeing this, or I'm seeing the next thing. And you need to now calmly take them back and say, there's nothing, Jesus is here, and yes. it works. I <laughs> Wow. So when it comes to dressing, right, I don't know about you, but many, many dads, not all, um, whip out the first pants or the first top. So it's like all there, you know, you know I don't do sequins, you know. If you're a COD mom, you probably will do like sequence colors and stuff. But I don't. I'm like, you know, short sleeves, long sleeves, pants, whatever. So the dad goes in there and he, he whips out the first pants and the first top. They see and then they put it on the kid. It doesn't matter how it looks or if the colors match. Mm-hmm. As long as they are clothed, it is fine. Right? But for a mom, I think it's specifically 
also with little girls, also boys, but little girls. Um, they want to be specific, specific with color, with shoes, with their hairbands, you know. Yep. I don't have girls, but Tandor can give her experience. Yeah, I think dads just see clothing. They don't see anything else. Like even with me, I don't like color coordinate the clothes, but I put the t-shirts, you know, one side, short sleeve, long sleeve. You can see where is, you know, what way. Yes, yeah. But when Patrick dresses the kids, it's always a disaster. It is <laughs> always, what is this child wearing? Girls and boys. Like my same thing. So it's not like there was a, it's a boy thing. Maybe he's, he can dress the okay. boys. It was for all the kids. It's like he didn't look at the weather. He didn't look at the, the sun <laughs> shining outside or the clouds. He just thinks, ah, clothes. Let's just put them on these kids and off we go. And when, when like in the morning, we sort of like separated the duties, if you want to call them that. So yeah. he would dress the kids and I'll prepare the breakfast and make the lunches. Okay. That changed very fast because every time I had to re... So I had dress. to undress the kids and then put on proper clothing on them. Then eventually, like, let me do that part. <laughs> then you can do that part because it doesn't. To this day, if I do ask my husband, can you dress the kids up? <laughs> I pray to God for wisdom. And I'm thinking, when I look at the kids, I'm like, let's go back to the room. And then I change them again. Ah, <laughs> yes. So no, I think dads, I don't know of any dad, maybe there is out there that knows how to dress kids. But from you know, your experience, D and mine, yeah, no. I don't know if dads... Um, understand you know coordination and weather and you know you can't put a long sleeve when the sun is shining bright outside oh. or you know what i'm saying so yeah. i don't know if dads understand i think <laughs> it might be because they are they're just like they they're busy with other stuff like because patrick is a, a website designer right yeah ryan deals with videography and those two things actually have color coordinations and stuff it should be easy for them it you should know be, but i think that their mouths are just like listen i ain't gonna do this right now so i'm just gonna pick anything and it's gonna go on it doesn't matter what people think anyway on that note we're gonna listen to warzone by reactive Sure. 
FM radio has never been better. Right, we're getting on to discipline. Hmm. For me, discipline is challenging when it comes to, to my kids eating. So nothing I tell them or do to them works. So I'm like threatening 20 times, like you will eat, otherwise I'll smack your hand. You will eat, otherwise I'll smack your bo- bottom. You will eat, and like this is me, like 20 times. But Ryan threatens once and you get sent to the room and then they cry, right? So here's a, a better way than me to do things because I'm like, I'm like, you know, just, just maybe if I threaten, they'll like do something. But yes, so well done to Ryan. He just takes them to, especially the one, because I think that you've got two different situations, two different kids, two different personalities. With Caleb, it just works. You just take him to the room and he hates it because you, you like, you like detention in him, if that's even a word. Another example is I or we are very active in ministry. So there are times we are in cell or in a meeting or in training and the kids need to go and play. Now, I want them to go and play with their toys, you know, interact with each other. But that hasn't seemed to work. So Ryan will whip out the TV and Bob's your uncle. There they are, stuck to television. And if that program ends, during a meeting, during a cell, whatever, they will come to me and say, Mommy, Mommy, again, please, doesn't matter what. Now I have succumbed, I have succumbed to this tactic because it works for the hour at least. So all these parents that are judging after the hour, it's cleanup time, you know, I do do cleanup time. So after that hour of television, there is a time where they will now clean up and they'll play with one or two toys or whatever. We'll get ready for bed and bath time, whatever. So they don't watch TV all day, every day. But I know some parents are like sensitive about that stuff. No, there, yeah, it's, it's real. <laughs> it's real out there. Like feeding, I feel like for me, feeding time when the kids were smaller was much easier. Yeah. Because you made whatever you made and you fed that baby and that baby had no say. You know, the baby would open the mouth and eat That's and it. it was good. There was no this thing of choice. Now that they're older, they feel like they have that choice. I don't want this. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like veggies. And I'm like tomato. So they, they, that, and that freaks me out. <laughs> but feeding time with, with dad, especially when they were babies, was also very funny because he doesn't have the patience to sit there and let this child feed and then play with the toy and then say, ah, again. And he would one or two spoons and then finish. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the plate, you're like, hey, this child didn't eat. He's like, oh, I think he's full. <laughs> Why do you think that? <laughs> Because uh, it didn't turn to eat anymore. It's like the Shame. whole point is you are feeding, feeding the baby, is. not the baby feeding itself. <laughs> so <laughs> that was very funny. But now that my kids are older and they do fuel each other up, hey, when it comes to, to food. So Mika is my solution. So that's like right. So if I can get Mika to eat that specific thing, it's easier to get all the other kids to eat that thing as well. Because I call them monkey see, monkey do, and copycat. So monkey see being Mika, monkey do being Myra, and copycat being Matthias. Ah. Because they look at each other, and if one person, Mika says, eh, I don't like porridge. And then Myra will be like, I don't like porridge. And then all of them, then I don't like porridge. You're thinking, what? Yep. <laughs> 
So they all like look at each other and they follow each other, whatever is example of what's not, not to do. So Mika is the one child that I need to speak to the most. So I have to encourage him, tell him that he's going to grow strong to be like Superman, to be like Batman. Yes. So I have to do all of that to get him to eat because once he can eat, it's easier to get the other two to also eat. So it works, but it's sometimes like a mission. I just want you to eat, finish, and clap. Yeah. I don't want to say, <laughs> you know, you're going to grow big and strong. I don't have time every day to do that, but I make <laughs> that time for him because if I, I feel like his language also is words of affirmation. Okay. Because the more you say things like that to him, the more he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be big and strong like Superman. And then it's easier to just let all the other kids eat. So... That's my feeding times with I, the kids. I, I never thought about that. What is my child's love language? We should do a topic on that. So just like touching on what Tando was saying, it's so funny how, how kids do copy one another because Joshua, so I, when I was pregnant, I like I hated onion, I hated egg, I, like it was like I just couldn't. So it's now come out of Joshua where Joshua doesn't like onion and he doesn't like skin, anything that has skin on it that must be taken off. And Joshua's thing is like, you know, like if anything has skin, mommy, look, skin. I don't like it, skin. So I'm like, okay, fine. Now, now Caleb, whatever he doesn't like, it doesn't, it, like it can be mesh. It can be meat. And it's like, uh, he's like, mommy, skin. I don't like skin. It's like, oh, my heaven. It's like, this is just, so, it's transferred from one to the other. So, yes, these are the struggles, but we will get through them. Yes, we will. Um, let's read some other parents' moms versus dad struggles. Let's just go through this. So I sort of like looked on Instagram, um, Pinterest, you know, you get those little like different things. And here it's moms and dads, we do things differently. So TV is used to distract kids in order to get things done. Um, for dads, it's used to relax with the kids, laugh and at Phineas and Ferb, okay, ours was the opposite, like to get things done, um, the dads would actually put the TV on, so I don't know where they got that from, but yes, might be American, if you're American, kudos to you, that's probably your, your, your take on things, um, so meals, eat two more bites of vegetables, that's what mom would say, dad would say, eat two more bites of meat, yes, so snuggles, um, sort of ends with mom in tears because, you know, they're growing up so fast. They don't want to be snuggled. They don't want to be kissed. It's like enough already. So the mom's in tears. And then the dad is like on the floor laughing in a pile. Okay, the next one is books, prayers, hugs and kisses at bedtime. This is this is definitely Ryan. Re as in, that one's me. This one's Ryan. Wrestling a match followed by an episode of Gator Boys. I don't know what that is. But, you know, whoever you are in America would know. Because nothing says sweet dreams like an alligator trapping. So Ryan's normally like, not TV, but he's like, you know, tickling and, and shoving kids into different positions yes. and laughs. And, and I'm just like, can we just pray and go sleep, please? Yeah, what, what's up with that, Dad? It's like <laughs> they're hyping the kids up yes. instead of, you know, winding down. For us, is let's read the book yes. and pray you know, winding down so that you can sleep. And the dads are like, ah, and you're thinking, no. <laughs> so, yes, kudos <laughs> to the dads. Um, the middle of the night with mom, always mom with dad, snores through, through it all, yes. What's up with that? 
Yes, yeah, yeah, dads, you need to get up. So how moms discipline, they raise their voices. Now this is actually, uh, this is honestly probably very true. So the moms tend to raise voices. The dads go lower, a lower tone. They lower their voice by three octaves. That is why the dads get away with the, with the discipline, because they're like, don't freak out like moms do, right? Mom says in a scary tone, go to your room. Dad says in a scary tone, listen to your mother. Like that, I can, I can relate to that too, I don't know about you. Um, mom tells that the child that dad will deal with him when he gets home. That is, that's what I do, I don't know if you do that, Tanda, yeah. you do that, yes. Dad tells child to wait until mom is in, the, in a better mood. Now, dads, that's naughty, naughty. Don't ever say that in front of your wife. No to TV for the rest of the day. That's a mom. No to TV except for that Battlestar Galactica returns. Dad wants to watch it too. So there we go. And then her timeouts last two minutes and dad's timeouts last until he remembers. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> he remembers, you know, that, that there's someone there. Okay, there's also a little meme here of a dad throwing a baby or a child up in the air. I don't know if anyone else's dad or father or man has done this to their child. But, you know, the dad's like, you know, they see a little, you know, oh, cute. The mom sees like all the way 20 meters up in the air the child is going because she's just like that, you know. Uh, another meme here is basically... You've got mom and the kid is asking a whole bunch of questions. Where's my jumper? Where's this? When's dinner coming? Where's the food? No, no, no. And with dad, where is mom? And I think that's it. So oh, accurate though. It, it is. Yeah. And I think everyone has these different situations. And you probably find, you know, different countries have different things as mm. well. So Tandor, would you like to end off today with Proverbs 22 verse 6? Yes, this is an amazing proverb. Um, it says... Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And the message version, which I love, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. I thought that's amazing. Yeah. Even when he is old, he will not depart from that. Yeah. So I said like, wow, when yeah. I read this verse, because I thought, Wow. <laughs> Train, train, train. And training is not a one-day thing. Training is a long process. It can even be a lifetime process because even when your kids are older, you know, they they won't depart from the teachings that you actually gave them if you were training them in the ways of the Lord. And I think that's um, important for all parents to understand that you need to train your kids, teach them to seek God's wisdom. And I love how the message actually puts that so clearly and so perfectly. Teach them to seek... God's wisdom and the will for his abilities and talents, what they can do, what career they want to do, whatever it is that they wish to do in their lives, let them seek that wisdom from God. I mean, that's that's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I can't add anything on that because that's God's word right there yeah. that we need to train our kids. Yeah, and I think, as you say, it's not just a one-day thing. And mm. I think parents think sometimes, you know, why can't this just happen? And... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a thing of you have to keep going, keep saying the same thing until yeah. something changes. Absolutely. So that was it for today. We hope that you enjoyed it. Our stories, you can, uh, you know, let us know about your stories on Facebook when we, you know, promote the show. Tell us your stories. Tell us what you want us to hear. Tell us 
what you want to listen to, and we shall chat about it. Um, anyway, we're going to be ending off today with the Irwins and a song called Nobody. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gap and Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at ActiveFM777, and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM. Always been a mystery All my life I've been told I belong At the end of the line With all the other night fights With all the never get it right But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time Cause I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody had stage fright and David brought a rock to a short fight you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world well the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose so when I hear that devil start talking to me saying who do you think you are well I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. Save my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. And if they all forgive my name, oh well, that's fine with me. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. So let me go down, down, down in history. Go down in history. As another blood faithful member of the family. That's all I ever want. Nobody.
nobody but Jesus.